This is The Space Shot, episode 136, for September 27th, 2017. The dawn of a new era. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. On September 27th, 2007, the Dawn spacecraft lifted off from Earth, streaking into the sky atop a Delta II rocket that lifted off from Cape Canaveral. The Dawn spacecraft was tasked with an unusual mission, to study some of the known protoplanets in our solar system that orbit around our Sun in the asteroid belt. Vesta and Ceres are in two different orbits, so how was the Dawn team able to get from Vesta to Ceres? an ion propulsion system. The engine that powers Dawn across the solar system accelerates the spacecraft in a way that traditional, chemically-powered engines can't. Its 0-60 to time is 4 days, so Dawn won't be breaking any drag racing records, but it's remarkable how ion engines can actively propel a spacecraft over thousands of days during a mission. The Dawn spacecraft has thrust with its engines for over half of the duration of the mission, 2,109 days, or about 58% of the mission time, according to a blog post on NASA's Dawn website. There are three ion engines on the spacecraft, only one of which gets used at a time. There was almost 1,000 pounds of xenon propellant on board the spacecraft at launch. This xenon is used to create a thrust that's about as much as if you were to put a 8.5 by 11 piece of paper on your hand. This may not seem like much, but that continuous thrust over thousands of days equals an incredible change in velocity for the Dawn spacecraft. After launching in 2007, the spacecraft arrived at Vesta in July of 2011. Studying Vesta gave scientists intriguing insights into the history of this small rocky body. Quote, measurements of Vesta's density indicate that, unlike many other asteroids, Vesta is not just a big chunk of rock. Instead, like the larger terrestrial planets, Mercury, Venus, Earth, and Mars, Vesta is differentiated. It has a crust featuring solidified basaltic lava, a rocky mantle, and a nickel-iron core. Scientists theorize that early in the history of the solar system, many differentiated worlds, such as Vesta, known as planetesimals, were the building blocks for the terrestrial planets. Vesta may be a leftover from this process. In addition to studying the interior of Vesta, Dawn also mapped this world, taking thousands of images to create some incredible maps of the surface. While you won't be able to see more than a speck of light here on Earth, Vesta is visible with the naked eye. It's small enough that even the Hubble Space Telescope couldn't gather high-resolution photographs of its surface. After completing its mission around Vesta, Dawn departed that small world in September of 2012 on a 900 million mile cruise for the dwarf planet Ceres. Ceres is about 590 miles across, and even though it's that small, it, quote, comprises 25% of the asteroid belt's total mass, even tiny Pluto is still 14 times more massive. It has characteristics that make it unique among the bodies in that part of our solar system, there is evidence that water, in the form of ice, can exist on this dwarf planet, and, quote, that if Ceres were composed of 25% water, it may have more water than all of the fresh water on Earth. Now that Dawn has completed its primary mission, the spacecraft is currently on an extended mission, celebrating its 10th anniversary today. According to an update on the mission website from Mark Raymond, the chief engineer and mission director for Dawn, the spacecraft is, quote, 
healthy and operating smoothly in its elliptical orbit around Ceres. Even though the spacecraft is, quote, healthy, Dawn has lost its reaction wheels, which were able to control the orientation of the spacecraft, think pitch, roll, and yaw on an airplane. The loss of the reaction wheels means that Dawn must expend hydrazine fuel for maneuvering while studying Ceres. Quote, when the hydrazine is expended, the mission will end. Hopefully we will continue to see some remarkable science from this spacecraft for a few more years. Check out the show notes for more information on today's episode, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Mulnix. I'm always up to chat. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute to do that, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. I'd also appreciate if you could share the space shot with your friends and family, and anyone else that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, the first flight of the Falcon 1. I'm John Mulnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.